welcome to Powerband Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. This is our 49th show. We're almost up to 50, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Ray Heron, and joining me this show, this episode, this 49th edition of Powerband Podcast is the one, the only, Matthew Day Gillett. Hey man, I wish I could say I'd done all 49 with you, but... Uh yeah, I've been a bit slack at times. <laughs> yeah, you've been right. You've you've been adding the content, and uh, if you haven't been here, you've been here in spirit anyway. Yeah, true that. <laughs> what have you been up to in uh, in the writing world for the past seven days? Um, oh, personally, I've been doing a lot of writing, um, and very little of it's been for my own website. It's been mostly for our friends at Kiwi Rider. Um, so they've got a new magazine coming out in the next week or so, I believe. So um, yeah, I've been sort of flat tack with that and staring at my bike, which is still remarkably clean after my uh, last weekend where I got to go out and ride it. Um, still buzzing from that. Like I just keep looking at the bike and thinking, damn, I need to go back out to Port Waikato again. Mm, it's always it's always good to get out on two wheels, isn't it? Doesn't doesn't really matter even where you go as long as you get out for a for a black. Oh, it's good for the soul. My bike's looking outstanding with the uh, Dato Racing Parts Milotti uh, tail tidy. I haven't quite got the front indicators sorted. The crash bobbins are still sitting on my desk here because it's been pants weather this weekend. <laughs> and and I found I found one. Now this is not a serious downside to the tail tidy. But I found one downside to the tail tidy. You told me about it after we wrapped up last week's podcast, Matt. And that's that if you ride in, in any sort of moisture with a tail tidy, generally speaking, you get a big line of dirt up your back. Yeah, it's it's the price you pay of looking good, man. Um, I never thought about it before. I, it's never been a thing that's even crossed my mind. But uh, now I've got to, I'm riding to work on rainy days with a, um, a waterproof cover over my backpack because I just it got absolutely drenched. Uh, yeah, but then on the other flip side, like you can have a bike that uh, has a really big mud flap like my bike and still get that so <laughs> I gotta say on that uh, Milotti tail tidy I absolutely adore the crisp clean looks and the uh, the lightness uh, and I'm absolutely in love with the LEDs the uh, LED turn signals and that crisp clean uh, number plate light it's um, every time I see the bike idling from a distance it just it just makes me go yes and it, it it's amazing how uh, a small thing like that, a small modification to your bike can rekindle that that kind of love for your your mighty steed. Oh, totally. Tell me about it. I keep uh, perusing websites. Jeez, uh, what was I looking at the other day? I was looking at uh, the Eurobike wholesale website and uh, looking at a whole lot of Givy stuff and going, oh, that'd be nice to have on the bike. And then I was looking at motogear.co.nz and going, oh, that Krieger luggage, that'd look awesome. That'd be mint. Um, and yeah, then I sort of look at my bank balance and go, yeah, you're in the negative. Uh, no new bank punts for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Always the next say. thing, I actually went looking for um, some some bits, uh, some helmet bits the other day. I went looking for a um, a tinted, a smoke tinted uh, visor, and uh, I've never tried it. But like Rain-X, like a, a rain repellent for your visor. Oh yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, you and I have both got the HJC i70 and uh, supplier. I'm pretty sure it's Derby for HJC uh, across the country are actually out of smoked visors um, entirely for that model at the moment. I think they're getting another shipment into the country around about the 1st of 
uh, November. Oh, yep. Yeah, well, I suppose it just goes to show how uh, popular that mid-range uh, helmet is, eh? Um, I actually, honestly, um, I haven't even, well, I have touched my i70 recently because it was in the wardrobe and the wife wanted me to get something out from behind it. Um, but uh, even though it's completely color matched to my bike and everything, I haven't actually used it uh, recently. I've been using my other helmet, which uh, is also a Derby product. It's a Scorpion XO ADX1, my adventure helmet, because it's got the flippy front. And oh, I'd never thought I'd be one of these people, but I'm in love with the flippy front helmet. So when you say flippy front, that not only the visor goes up, but you can have you can put the whole chin bar up. Yeah, and I've always had a lot of mistrust for that kind of uh, helmet in the past. Um, and sort of, I asked cheekily asked Darby and said, hey, uh, guys, I need to get an adventure helmet for this Moto Guzzi V85 TT launch I'm going on. Uh, what would you suggest? And they flicked it to me. And... I was like, oh, not too sure about this. But man, like just last weekend, I was opening the face all the time to talk to the guys I was riding with and didn't have to pull the helmet off every time I wanted to talk to someone or stuff my face with lollies. Um, it's, it's so practical. Well, I'll tell you what, like, maybe you should chuck a photo of that Scorpion up on the Powerband Podcast Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Powerband Podcast. For those who, because it's been a long time since you actually got it, for those that don't know what you're talking about, maybe you should chuck a photo up and we can um, we can fill people in. Yeah, well, I'll do that right now, shall I? Because I actually got a couple of really nice photos of that uh, the other day while I was out riding. The photos that I'm going to put up as well, because I've had a few questions about it, uh, the uh, the Detto Racing Parts um gear that they sent me it was all Malotti racing gear but you get it from Detto Racing Parts DettoRacingParts.com now I think last episode I said .co.nz it's actually .com so it's Detto D-A-T-O RacingParts.com you can get all those tail tidies and all that sweet looking gear for pretty much any bike not a CRF rally but uh, <laughs> pretty much any any kind of um, sporty looking bike you can, you can get gear for and uh, make sure you do check them out because they um they well they they did us the goods did me the goods by swinging me that um, tail tidy and I'll get some photos of that up on the Facebook page as well but time is marching on and I think we need to do some news and leading in the news we've got a new Africa twin yeah and Honestly, I was a bit surprised by this. So, New Africa Twin, there's been a lot of rumours for the last few months about it. Um, most of them going, oh, yeah, it'll be uh, an 1100. And lo and behold, it is. Uh, 1,086 cc's um, that's gone up by, um, I believe, or oh, maybe it's 84. One moment, cool. Now, 1,084 cc's, uh, thanks to a longer stroke, and that has a boost in capacity of 86 cc's. So unlike everyone else who's making smaller engine bikes, Honda have uh, sort of gone the other way and they've made the, uh, what is it? I nearly called it a rally. (laughs) Uh, The Africa Twin is a bigger bike. So when you say it was 1,000, all Africa Twins were 1,000 cc's or could you get a smaller capacity version as well? Uh, So there were the two versions. Was there a 700 cc or something? No, so there was just the two two versions of the Africa Twin. You had the base Africa Twin and then you had the Adventure Sports, which is, I believe, the one that Jock from Kiwi Rider rode up from, uh, I think, Christchurch all the way up to Auckland on or something. And they were both 1,000cc. Uh, yeah, they were, well, 998cc um, parallel twin. And, yeah, so now Honda have increased the stroke, but they've also done a whole lot of other stuff to um, really bring it up to date. So 
the Africa Twin when it came out, the thousand. Um, so I, I think I should just start calling them the CRF eleven hundred and the CRF one thousand. So the, when the thousand came out, it was pretty high tech, but that was quite a few years ago now, and the tech didn't age well. Um, so it had an LCD, L, L, yeah, LCD um, dash, um, which just got uglier and uglier, especially as everyone else was going to a TFT. So now Honda have put a TFT in there. It's got a six axis um, IMU, which means it's got a whole lot of uh, new rider aids, including wheelie control, cornering ABS. Um, and so it knows when you lay it down. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it also has cornering headlights, which is something that I've wanted more manufacturers to do ever since I rode a KTM twelve ninety a couple of years ago, and that had cornering headlights. And in the so what's that? The headlights are built into the fairing, which of course isn't on the headstock, so it doesn't turn when you turn the bars. But the headlights actually swivel. Um, I think it's more to do with um, like ex- the way KTM did it, and I haven't seen further details on the Honda on how it works. But the way the KTM did it was it had LEDs that as you leaned the bike over, these extra LEDs would light up and they would light around the corner for you. It's, it, honestly, it's the best way to ride at night. Like You never want to stop riding when you've got uh, cornering lights. And yes, yeah, so it's got a TFT, uh, 6.5 inch TFT dash with a LCD little strip at the bottom which has like, yeah, I think it's speed and gear position and other idiot things. Um, but it's got Apple CarPlay as well. Um, so for a techie guy like you, Ray, um, Apple CarPlay, you can sync your phone up. You can do everything you want. Apple CarPlay on a motorbike. They should be calling it Apple Bike Play. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, but then it would crash and all this other kind of stuff because you changed the name. Let's be fair. If it's Apple, it's going to require – you're going to get on your bike. You're going to be like, yeah, let's go for a hoon. Oh, I need to do an update. <laughs> well, it's not too And I can bad. say that because I'm an Apple fan. Um, but yeah, and yeah, they've done a few other things. So instead of, well, it's a bigger bike, it's um, actually lighter now. Um, I don't actually have precise figures on how much lighter, but uh, the curb weight of the new bike is 226 kilos, uh, fully fueled. Um, so it's, it's still a big bike, um, but then it's uh, 1100. Um, and so they've made it lighter. They've got a new frame, a whole new rear subframe, which is all aluminum now. Um, so before it was steel and it was actually part of the mainframe. So you binned the bike um, and if you did any damage to the subframe, instead of just unbolting it and putting a new subframe on there, you needed a whole new frame and the bike was written off. Um, so that's very good news for uh, people that like to take their Africa Twins places where most of us probably wouldn't. And yeah, new um, CRA 450R swing arm. Uh, power is up about 6% because of that uh, bigger engine. And... Yeah, it's really, really looking cool. Honda, um, Blue Wing Honda, who are the distributors here, um, have confirmed that we will be getting it next year. They haven't said specifically uh, when it will be in our market or what colours it will come in, um, but we'll definitely be getting the 1100 Africa Twin and its uh, Adventure Sports uh, sibling, which the Adventure Sports has the bigger fuel tank, the massive fairing. Um, it's yeah, the BMW GSA of the Honda. I, I got to say, I do. I love what Honda have done with the uh, the headlights. For me, uh, a motorbike, you start at the headlight, and you they've done this very cool kind of uh, cartoon angry eyes thing. It almost looks like it's wearing a pair of like wraparound sports sunglasses, but it's just angry and 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 it's like Darkwing Duck. I, I love the front end. It makes me just want want to buy one. The way I look at it is, it's um, a bit of history, and I think that's kind of what uh, Honda were going for, um, because the Africa Twin always had twin headlights. It had started off with 
twin circular headlights. The original Africa twins look really cool, I think. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's sort of it's instead of going very out there like certain other Japanese manufacturers do with their headlights, they've sort of they've kept it within the realms of normality. It's not a freak <laughs> um, to look at. And yeah, I'm really, really hoping um, to sort of get my hands on one at some point. I know I've got no chance in hell of affording one. Um, sort of pricing, I imagine, will be sort of similar to what the current bike is, sort of around that $20,000 mark. Um, so, yeah, we'll see next year sometimes when they uh, give official details. Um, but it's going to be really, really cool, and it's going to be an absolute cracker. Now, something else that should be in the news is the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which was on last weekend. Uh, but we're not going to put it in the news because, well, we've got a special guest, and we are running out of time in this podcast, so we need to get to our special guest. So let's round off the news. And kick things back in with the one, the only, Peter Elliott. Good evening and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, mate. Lovely to be here. And, uh, you know, it was a great day today. It was, uh, we expected a, uh, it to rain like a mad thing and we got away with just a couple of minor showers. So it was, went really well. We had a, we had a good time. Of course, we're talking the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, yes? We are, yes, we are. We had, uh, yeah, we had, I think, I think we were limited to about 300 riders today. and uh, Limited to? Yeah, I think they basically put a limit on the number I suspect because of traffic issues we had to cross several motorways and close various avenues and I think in the past it's been uh, a little rabid and so this is a little, a little bit more better organized and and, uh, and it went really well and so it was great and lots today uh, you know lots of people sitting at the ends of driveways waving and cheering as we went past and uh, and even car drivers you know cage drivers sitting there smiling and waving at us as we rode past which is very rare <laughs> oh, brilliant what were you riding today Peter I was riding the Thruxton R, my uh, my favourite steed, which I've had for a couple of years now, and I just absolutely love it. So the Triumph Triumph twelve hundred Thruxton R, which is oh, sort of you nice. know it's a re- retro, you know the gold forks, Olins, and all the bully, a decent Brembo brakes, <laughs> and, um, and and then a fantastic twelve hundred cc power plant from Triumph, fabulous, <laughs> lovely. Quite often when people dress up for these sort of things, you know the uh, the announcer or the the host will say, uh, "And who dressed you today? Uh, how are you dressed? Tell us tell us." About the uh, the threads. Uh, well, basically, it's just you know, just stringers, gentlemen. So you, you actually put on a. I have a. I have a, a DGR tie that I wear, and I had a, a blue and white shirt. I had a uh, um, a waistcoat made a couple of years back for under the Elliot Tartan. So I wore that over the top of the shirt, and then over the top of that, I was seeing some people, and I've got this very loud uh, blue velvet jacket. Um, so uh, I wore that because I told people I'd be wearing a blue jacket. They said, "Well, we see me," and, and I said, "Oh, you'll see, you'll see me. Don't worry about that, because <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's it's sort of it's kind of very bright blue." So we managed to uh, be seen. Yeah. So yeah, dressed up, and it was great to see everybody make a uh, a huge fuss today and get things. You know, everyone was dressed up and looked great. It was a it was a really good turnout, and I thought uh, Danilo David, who was the organizer up here in Auckland, did a really great job. Where did you guys end up this time? Uh, we started off at Fouds Park, which is back of Kingsland, and ran from there uh, over the into the, uh, up on the uh, on the motorway, and then along Miola Road, and then uh, Jewboys Road, Ponsonby Road, and then basically down Newton Gully and 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 down and into the domain and then from there we went uh, down onto the waterfront down to Mission Bay turned right and came back up the hill and then straight up over to Great uh, Great South Road to a place called Motor Magnet where they have the um, 
uh, after match function there's a couple of bands playing and a marquee and a barbecue and sausages and you know all sorts of things good coffee and two yeah it was, uh, it was it's, it's quite a gig yeah. it's all raising uh, raising money for a good cause who, who are we raising money for what uh, charities are we supporting well there's two two basic ch- charities for DGR and we raise between six and seven million US a year and it's a global thing of course because it's in every city in the planet basically uh, and it's become very popular it was started by Mark Hauer and but it was uh, from Sydney and uh, basically you raise money on behalf of uh, prostate cancer and men's mental health it, uh, originally it was just we were allied with Movember but because of the suicide rate which is taking out up to 500,000 men a year uh, what they decided was that they would include that into it so it becomes those two those two basic uh, charities so it's Movember and men's mental health so the prevention of suicide and, and prostate cancer research so those funds are, are raised and used to, to look after guys health and so forth so it's a, a really worthwhile cause and you know you you do end up with sometimes you end up with a little bit of um, which we say charity fatigue you know when you're asking so I, I, I really only do one thing a year where I ask people for money to say look you know help us out and I think a lot of people use this as their cause to do just that and it does pretty well I think uh, Auckland I think raised in the region of sixty to seventy thousand dollars this year so that's quite Ooh, quite geez, a good that's good how much of that did you contribute through your fundraising efforts, Peter? I think I got to twelve hundred bucks. I normally get to around eighteen hundred, two thousand, but I didn't this year. I got this is a little harder. I think things are a little tighter and harder. But I got to twelve hundred from very generous sponsors and benefactors who uh, who tipped their hat and and, um, and poured out some cash for the cause and did very well. So I was most grateful to to be able to hand that over. And uh, that's a fantastic effort. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I think uh, John Pierce was the lead, uh, leading fundraiser here in Auckland. He raised about $7,000, I think. Uh, yeah, so there was some, a couple of guys did very well. I, I you know, And, of course, if you if you raise enough money, they give you a bike and a helmet and all that sort of stuff. I've never done enough for that. <laughs> How much do you have to raise to get a bike out of them? Wow. I think you've been number one in the world, don't you? you get I the think free you bike. have to be number one in the world, which I suspect <laughs> is around, I think, I, I think you might know better than me, Matthew, but I think it was around 37 or Forty thousand uh, dollars US that some guy raised. Yeah, not too sure what it was. Um, what the leading one was last year. All I know is the top fundraiser this year gets um, a brand new TFC from Triumph. Oh, um, oh and they yeah. haven't even haven't even told us what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it'll be a seven six five, won't it? I have no idea. That um, I was talking to Mark Howard a few. Well, geez, it'll be a month or so ago now, and he was saying um, he sort of let it slip and. Um, he was saying, I don't even know what it is, but it's a brand new TFC um, Triumph, and then they're going to unveil it um, when they present it to this number one fundraiser. So, Oh, wow. Okay. I imagine cool. we'll find out sometime in the near future. Surely it'll be a Bonnie. Surely. Could be. It, yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, Peter Elliott, uh, well done uh, on raising so much and, and good on you for getting in behind uh, men's mental health and prostate cancer and everything like that. Thank you for, for inviting me along. And it was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good cause. And uh, of course, you can, you can still continue uh, contributing on any site that you care to choose. If you go onto the DGR site, you can either donate up until the 8th of November. So if you're suddenly stricken with a, an idea that you want to ha- uh, ha- hand a few bucks over, you can either go to Matthew's site or to mine or whatever uh, or to anyone who's on the on that on that site and just donate if you still want to carry on with that so up until the 8th of November 8th of October I think not November yeah and that <laughs> that that website of course is distinguished as gentlemansride.com I believe yes www. 
gentlemansride.com. Yeah, that'll do it. Beautiful. Thanks heaps, Peter. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. What's well, safe. See you later. Uh, Matt, did you catch that photo on the uh, Kiwi Rider Facebook page? Uh, it was a very, very dapper looking gentleman at the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Well done to that man. To be honest, I was a bit jealous of how uh, stylish Peter looks, but he's always been a rather stylish dude. Especially now that he's got that silver fox thing going on, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'll, hopefully a few years before you and I uh, have that kind of part of the outfit going on. But it had me thinking, I was like, when was the last time I wore my suit? And honestly, I can't remember. I think it was probably a friend's wedding last March. Yeah, it would have been last March, last time I wore my suit. And uh, looking down at the old spare tyre, I've got a uh, pretty strong inclination that if I had wanted to do the DGR today, which <laughs> I kind of did, but my bike's not suitable for it, um, my suit wouldn't have fit me anyway. <laughs> well, we, we're recording this on a Sunday night, Sunday 29th September. It's actually my birthday today. I'm 33, and I looked in the mirror this morning, and I found one big old grey hair right in the middle of me forehead, and I... Oh, man. You didn't pluck it out, did you? I did. I removed that <gasps> ASAP. 33, and I got a, got my first grey. Well, happy birthday, man, because um, I don't actually think I'd noticed that yet. Um, but also, uh, didn't has no one ever told you you never pluck a grey hair because uh, you pluck one out too grow in its place? <laughs> I, like I didn't hydrant. know that. I, I'm finding that out now. That's uh, that's unfortunate. I'm going to wake up to uh, to a full head of greys before I know it. This is Power Band Podcast. Got a few thank yous to say. Thank you, Matt, for joining us on throttle.co.nz. The story on the new Africa Twin is up there. It is. Got to say massive thank you to our mates at Kiwi Rider as well. Uh, a new Kiwi Rider edition out this week. Uh, I think I said it for the last episode, but it's actually this week. And uh, the, that story from about the, the Suzuki's uh, that Ben and I took is actually going to be in this edition. I know for a fact that it's in this edition, not last edition. <laughs> uh, let that one slip a little bit too early. Uh, but basically, we take a couple of uh, reasonably priced Suzuki's for a hoon through uh, Manawatu and uh, wide it upper. And uh, you'll, f- you'll find the full story about where we went and how difficult the terrain was and how well those bikes performed uh, in Kiwi Rider. I was very impressed though. We took a, a DR650 SE and a DL650 V-Strom. Uh, and that, that DR, man, that, um, although we found out it's going to be dying off as of you know next year, the year after, um, that those are amazing bikes. Oh, heck yeah. There's a reason why they've lasted 30 years. Yeah, I mean, the the, the 600 was, was being produced up until 1990 when the 650 took over. And from 1990, there's been bugger all changes to that 650, that DR650 SE, and they still hold their own. Oh, heck yeah. And uh, what is it? They've changed the colour, and that's basically it. We, oh, they've done a few other minor, minor things. Yeah. But. It was funny, because I got on the thing, uh, and it was, it was brand speaking new. It had like nine kilometres on the clock. And I couldn't start it. And I realised, and, and, and Ben, rightly so, had a good laugh at me, it had manual choke and clutch inhibit start. <laughs> Two things which I've never come across on a bike before. So that, that, that'll that be a, a very well worth uh, having a read, uh, kiwirider.co.nz. Do check them out. Uh, thank you very much to Peter Elliott for joining us this episode as well. Make sure you hit that like, that share, and that subscribe button on your podcast player. Uh, and do share this with a mate of yours. We've all, all got riding buddies, and uh, everybody will probably find something of use in one of these uh, podcasts. Uh, the more people that share it and listen, the more we can justify our jobs. So please do that. Uh, I've been Ray. I've been Matt. This is Powerband Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time for our 50th show. Oh,